Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It is a football Monday here on the National Football Show. It's your boy, Dan Cilio. Hope everyone had a spectacular Saturday and Sunday. I know I did. That was some great stuff, man. Some signature wins, some telling stories on the college front. By the way, really? I mean, you could put anybody in the national championship semifinals. We all know this. The national championship game, like the Southeastern Conference championship game, is going to come down to Georgia and Alabama. Having rankings and polls right now is the biggest joke on the planet. It's two teams. Hey, and here too, if Georgia loses, they go to number two because they play in the SEC. You see Texas get run off the field again this past weekend. So you think Texas is going to go into the Southeastern Conference and start winning games because why? They're hook em horns? Give me a break. That team, that program will be lucky to win seven games. Seven games in the SEC where it counts more. That's right, man. SEC is premier football. You know the Premier League in soccer? Not that I watch that stupid sport, but you, you know the Premier League? Best players in the world, highest paid guys? That's what the Southeastern Conference is. It's, it, it's the Premier League of college football in American sports. All right. Sunday. Man, I'll tell you something. I'm getting more and more on this side of what quarterback I would want to start my franchise with. Kid's 24 years of age, and he is an absolute freak show, and I say that with all due respect. He is Lamar Jackson. That guy is an absolute freak show. What an amazing, amazing athlete. What a great leader. What a great winner. I mean, that win against the Chiefs earlier in the year, look how much better the Ravens are playing now. Just look how much better they're playing. What an absolutely gifted player. How about Kyler Murray? I was one of those stupid hammerheads. You want to hear something even more so, so you know how Big Sills operates? I said both these guys would not succeed. I thought Kyler Murray was too small. Hell, he's undefeated, man. He's undefeated. Beat the brakes off the Browns as usual. And there's no doubt these two guys, along with Dak Prescott, those are your three MVP guys right now. Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, and Kyler Murray. You, you can try to filter a couple other guys into the top five, but those top three guys are going to battle it out the rest of the year. Big Birds, appreciate it. Smile, thank you. Man, how about that, man? Ed Ogeron with a 49-17-0 and record in a national championship was asked to leave Baton Rouge. We will clearly hit on that on, on, on what has to be one of the craziest. Hey, here's a $17 million commemorative parting gift here on the way out the door of LSU football. 
Thanks for delivering the national championship. $17 million buyout, and LSU is on the road again looking for another coach. Could it be Mario Cristobal or Joe Brady in Carolina? That's a high-paying job. The person that gets, get this, the person that gets the LSU job, hey, you want to hear something crazy? The person that gets the LSU job will probably be like the fifth highest paid coach uh, payroll-wise in the NFL. He'll get a $10 million deal. Lane, thanks for coming aboard, man. We'll get into Lane Johnson, too. He's back with the birds. and Congratulations for coming back. I'm glad you worked out your whatever was. And uh, I'm not here to throw shade on anybody's um, mental health issues because I'm not a doctor, nor do I play one. I just uh, play the fact that I was a former teammate. And usually, like, personal stuff like that doesn't really, you know, play into going out and lining up on Sundays. But it's a new era now. Okay, because back in the day, nobody gave a shit about that, what your feelings were and all that. Again, this is not shade. No way. I'm just talking the difference between, old man, get off my lawn, and today's NFL guy. Today's NFL guy can put his hand up and say, hey, I'm having mental issues, and I'm not feeling um, um, healthy right now. And he gets a respite. Back in the day, the NFL owner said, I worked for it, would have fired you for that. Just, and, and, and is it better today? Absolutely. Again, no shade. It's just a different era today. Back in the day when Bergie was playing before me, you couldn't go to your owner and go, hey, man, you know, some things have piled up in my career and in my life and at home. I'm going to take a month off with pay. You know, and uh, yeah, I'll get back with you when things are all right. Is that okay? Sure, man. Owners back then would have looked at you and went like this. I'll tell you what, I'll give you the whole year. Here's your release or your waiver. Which way do you prefer? To get cut or waived? And by the way, here's your last paycheck because I'm also going to fire you with a cause for not showing up to the facility. Okay? Again, watch this. Seals, are you being, are you attacking Lane? I want to make it very clear. No, I'm just telling you the difference between football all the way up until 10 years ago, maybe even five years ago. That's, it's, it's not shade. It's not shade. I'm explaining to you how the game has changed. For the better? Okay. I'm not a doctor again. I would never diagnose Lane because I'm not a doctor. That's not my job. I don't tell people to get vaccinations, and I don't play psychiatrist on the air. We'll talk more about that. Shakur says, Sills, you're dead on. Baker Mayfield guy can't win big games. Absolutely. Carlos says, we showed out in Knoxville, Dan. Lane had been talking crap all week, but he was having players fake injuries to show UT momentum. I get it. I get it. I see it. I see it. All right. Let me, let me get into a question here for you guys. Priceless says the league has gotten softer as the years have passed. Priceless, I'm not even saying that. It's just different. You now care for the player's feelings if a guy is having mental stress and feels that he needs a respite because he's having personal issues. Okay, great. Okay, league is getting better. I would have really loved to have said this my rookie year. When I went from the Miami Hurricanes on Friday, see, you have to understand something about my weigh-in. On Friday, I was a Miami Hurricane. Sunday, I played against the Chicago Bears, and I wasn't mentally ready. 
I wish I could have went to Hugh Coverhouse and went like this. I'm having a lot of mental issues here with this. This is really all hitting me way too fast. I was in college on Friday preparing for the Gators. And now all of a sudden I'm playing against Walter Payton and the Chicago Bears on Sunday at Tampa Stadium. That's exactly what happened to me. I didn't even know the playbook and they put me in. And I'm like, what? That was my first game. My first game was supposed to be against the Gators in my senior year. Instead, I was playing that same weekend against the Chicago Bears. I wish I could have put my hand up and said, hey, Commissioner uh, Roselle, can you give me a little time here? Because <laughs> I'm just not ready to play. You want me to play Sunday? I don't even know what the plays are. Okay? Just a little, you know what I'm saying here? So, I, I don't know, man. I mean, for me, it's just a little bit different in how we see things today. That's all I'm saying. No stress here. All right. I want to ask this question here. And, guys, I want you to help me out on this, okay? We've seen Jalen Hurts play a lot of football, right? We've seen a lot of the great players playing. Hey, by the way, if you're Baker Mayfield, how do you like the fact that you're getting lapped right now by Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson from the 2018 NFL draft? You're getting lapped. You're getting lapped. How do you like that? I mean, those guys, look what they're doing with the Bills and Ravens. These guys are superstars. Superstars, man. And you're Baker Mayfield, and you can't beat elite guys. So the pressure is on for the number one overall selection in the 2018 draft. Don't you think the pressure right now is also on the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles after 10 starts? Is it time for Gardner Minshew right now to get some snaps and potentially take over at quarterback? Know this, and I want you guys to follow back with me from last week and last Friday. The reason why we're not seeing success with Jalen Hurts and with Nick Sirianni is very simple, okay? It's very simple. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Priceless. Wait a minute. You know, sometimes you meet a woman, you think you're going to marry her. After you get a chance to be around her and you know her, you know, you're, 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 you're okay with her, but that's not somebody you want to spend the rest of your life with. And you understand it's just not going to work. It's no hard feelings. It's nothing personal. It's just that my system and my way of doing things really doesn't coincide with the way that you're trying to accomplish things. And for our relationship to be healthy, for me, this is not going to work for me. It's just not going to work. Gardner Mitchell is more set up for a Nick Sirianni offense than what Jalen Hurts is set up for. Let us find out if we have a coach. Put Jalen on the ice. Get him a coach that knows how to do RPOs and is a professional at it. Nick Sirianni's not. Nick Sirianni's a truly gifted designer of plays, but he's also a guy that likes a certain style of quarterback. Hey, and I want you guys to understand something here. At the end of the day here, remember this. When Cliff Kingsbury got to Arizona and he realized 
at the end of the day, and he realized that um, Josh Rosen wasn't his style of guy or wasn't his guy, he went right into Steve Kime's office and said this, this is not going to work for me. I need my kind of guy. I need my kind of player. I need my kind of quarterback that can move the chains and how I want to see it. I love this kid, Kyler Murray. I know him at Oklahoma. Um, I know Lincoln Riley very well. We've had a lot of conversations. That's a guy that I'd like to target. And what did Steve Kime do of the Cardinals? He, he appeased them. Okay. They went right back into the draft into the first round the next year and got Murray. And guess what? Murray's team is undefeated. This is about the health of the Eagles, not the, about the feelings of Jalen Hurts. I think we all have to understand something here. I don't personally care about Jalen Hurts' feelings. This is about winning football games. Okay? This is about the team getting better here. Am I saying to you that Gardner Minshew is a guy that's going to be able to uh, be the future of the football? Absolutely not am I saying that. But you've got 52 other guys in that locker room that you have to show that your organization is going into the right direction with Nick Sirianni. You know what's more important? The hiring of Nick Sirianni to Howie Roseman right now, not the drafting of Jalen Hurts, because that head football coach is inside that locker room with Howie Roseman's roster and if he's giving these guys poor intel, not giving them a chance to be a success, then guess what? I've got a problem with the way that he's constructing his business right now. Okay? I've got a problem with that. He's got to win ball games. Jalen Hurts can be replaced like a widget. Okay? Just like a widget. End of the day. They got to find out if that coach can coach or not. You know, I think what we've done here with the coach and the player, I think we got it all ass backwards here. You know, our people on our media channel, the radio stations in, in Philadelphia are saying the same thing. It's the coach. He sucks. Of course it's the coach, and he sucks. Bill Belichick is 19-13-0 since Tom Brady left. Brady is 16-6-0 and with a Super Bowl championship since he left and went to Tampa with Bruce Arians. It's common sense. The greatest football coach in the history of the NFL is losing games. In the last 22 games, okay, the last 22 games in New England. Okay, think of that for a minute. They've won nine games. They've won nine regular season games in a place that averaged over 10 wins a year. Don't you find that, that, you know, if it can go and work in New England like that with Bill Belichick, why wouldn't it work like that with Nick Sirianni? If you don't have the guy, you can't call the plays. I don't care what kind of playbook. The same playbook is almost being – is almost being um, applied. That was last year. Lack of running game is on display again. The running back, you, you guys keep telling me, Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders, well, obviously the organization doesn't believe in him because whether it was Doug Peterson a year ago or this year, it's Nick Sirianni. They're still doing the same shit again, not running the ball. you got two different head coaches, two different ideologies, 
Same result. Don't run the ball. Hamper the kid. By the way, I told you this, guys, also. If Jalen Hurts was on the Cleveland Browns, he's perfect for that system. He'd be doing the same thing that Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is not better than Jalen Hurts. He's not. Baker Mayfield and Jalen Hurts are the same player. You give him Nick Chubb. You give him Kareem Hunt. You give him a top-flight offensive line and a defense. He's Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is Jalen Hurts. By the way, what happened when Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb weren't in the backfield? What happened? Baker Mayfield once again was exposed. Shakur Hey Sills got a good look at Kyler Murray yesterday. Shakur, I didn't know, man, he was that accurate as well. B. Lisley, organization mishandled the Carson and Doug situation. How do we lose both? Correct. Because your GM has got more power than anybody in the office. It, you answered your own question. That's how that works. What up, Joey B? Paul says Sirianni's worse than Kotai. Rich Kotai had Randall. Rich Kotai had Randall Cunningham. Nick Sirianni has Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is not better than Randall Cunningham. Sorry, he's not. That is not true. Rich Kotai is a better coach than Sirianni. I definitely would have gave Wentz one more shot. Big Bird said, Doug Peterson to Vegas or Denver. Joey, I think he's going to have um, really a pick of where he wants to go play. I, I truly do. So is it time for – you guys don't think it's time for Gardner Minshew. You think we should get – do you think we should give the opportunity for Jalen to play out the season? Or do you want to win games and try to win with a drop-back quarterback that fits the Sirianni system? What's more important this year to the Eagles? Jalen Hurts or finding out if Nick Sirianni can coach? I'll wait. What, what's more important? Finding out if Sirianni can coach or if Jalen can play? I think Jalen can play. He just doesn't have enough help around him. He just doesn't have enough help. He doesn't. He just doesn't have the help that he needs. Joey B says it's Mitsu time by Thanksgiving. Bill W., he asked a really important question. How come nobody ever questions Jeffrey Loria? It all starts at the top. Bill, because he can't go anywhere. It's his team. Is he meddling? Yes. Drafting players? Why? Does he give too much of the autonomy to a GM? Yes. Does he try to win Super Bowls from the owner's box? Yes. Does he want to be known as the greatest owner in Eagle history? Yes. He wants all that. It's a toy. It's not a passion. That might be a passion. I, I, I think you have to have a passion to own an NFL team. Sometimes your passion gets the best of your knowledge and your wits, though. Right? How many times have you done and made and made moves by your passion and you know that if you thought it through, your brain would have said, I don't know. 
right? And the best and the worst sometimes character that you have in your, in your heart is your passion. It's my greatest and worst asset it is my passion. I mean, my passion has gotten me so far in life. My passion has also put the brakes on many things in my life. And so if I had a chance to think things through, I'd probably be a little bit further along. But that's how I roll. Priceless says same tendencies. Big Bird, the Howie and Lori relationship is what holds us back. Bingo. Bingo. So you have a buffer in between your coach. Why? Go down and talk to your coach. Like Bob Kraft does. There's nobody in the middle. I couldn't even tell you who the GM of the Patriots is. It's Belichick and Kraft. Those two guys, okay, have a working relationship. Guy calls them names behind his back and to his face. Bill knows he's an a-hole. Right? Joey B, Bezos Investment Group. I wonder if that is going to mean that John Elway will be part of that Jay-Z group. But get this. You want to hear about Bezos and how crazy money he has? Bezos could probably buy the entire league. That's how much money that dude has. He could probably buy the entire league. All right, let me get back one more time on this Lane Johnson thing. Congratulations. Team needs you. You're a great leader inside that Eagles locker room. Okay? I want to start there. I know he's part of the Jacob Media family, too. We so love that fact. Congratulations, man. I just want to go over all the, 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 the storyline now here. Know this. Again, I want to make sure we continually underline. There's no shade. It's talking out loud here. Okay? I'm just talking out loud. No shade. Great leader. Borderline Hall of Fame kind of guy. Right? Hey, Carlos, glad to see his back. Just just shows you a little bit about the league, though, and where we are today and what kind of players we have in it. And I think it's a good thing. You get a chance to put your hand up now if you got a problem. Okay? Look at what um, the kid up in um, Las Vegas did. John Gruden with homophobic uh, emails. The player that came out that was um, homosexual said he needed a day. Okay. Needed to think things through. Okay. Lane needed a couple games off to work things through. Okay. So the league is now looking out for the player's best interest. Yeah, the kid Nassib. Thank you. The league is looking out for the player's best interest? Since when? Since when does the league look out for the player's best interest? I'm just, clue me in. You mean like lifetime benefits for players who can't pay their bills? Or players that contract CTE? 90% of the players that played in the NFL have CTE? No matter how many years you play? You, you, you mean that? Oh, they care about the players. That's why we're scheduling more games and talking about player safety. Oh, you care more about the players. Or is this more of a public relations look? 
because you want to show that you're dealing with mental stress. Is it? I think that's what it was. That's right, Carlos. This is not about Lane Johnson. This is how the league wants to see itself to put on a canvas so you can see the league as compassionate. When it's a load of shit, not compassionate, they want to look good because they don't want the cancel culture coming after them talking about the NFL being as insensitive as they are. And they are insensitive. Players' contracts aren't guaranteed. You can get your last check at any moment. No guaranteed deals. You go out there and you can leave parts of your body from Pittsburgh to Philadelphia to Los Angeles. They don't give a shit about it. But then they'll tell you that they care about Lane Johnson's personal um, stress, was it? Again, no shade on him. I like how the league does things here. So, you know, you know, you know, Bounty Gate, remember Bounty Gate? Drew Brees, who was a union representative, knew that Greg Williams was targeting quarterbacks and was illegally going after him, was putting up a tip jar if he took him out or knocked out guys like Kurt Warner and Brett Favre, which they did. They suspended Greg Williams, and they suspended Sean Payton. Greg Williams is back in the league again. Coaching. Care about the player safety. Yeah, okay. Great. Got to hand it to the league, man. Way to go. Looking out for Lane Johnson's mental health. Cool. Cool. It's a new NFL where you can go to your boss and say, I, could t- I need to take a month off. That's brand new. I'd never seen that before. Because in the past, you'd get fired. They'd go, okay. Let me take a look at his salary. Oh, yes, we'll definitely give you your waivers. You could pick up your last check over at the uh, front desk on the way out. And by the way, a box of your shit will be there too. That's how they do it. Uh, now they don't because they care about the players and their and their safety. Yeah, okay. I want to talk Dak. I want to talk a little more about the Eagles, Lamar Jackson, our friend Howard, Howard Balzer, who covers the Arizona Cardinals for Sports Illustrated in hour number two. Dude, the team's undefeated. And they beat the brakes off of Cleveland. And I thought that was going to be a given anyway. You hang tight. We'll be back with you. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. 
What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Lamar Jackson is a freak show on cleats. It's a freak show. Man, man, man. You do this when you're watching him. You're just going back on the film and going, oh, okay. I don't want him to run because... There's not a corner or linebacker that can hang with him in the league. Sorry. And, and now he's becoming more accurate. You can't defend that. He's 6'4", 240. Guy looks like a string bean running. How many times you see him slamming his fist on the ground being pissed because he either got sacked or a minus play? That fucking guy's the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Dude, man, you can't defend it. By the way, every Ravens game moving forward, I'm making sure I watch it because I may never see it again. Would you take Kyler Murray over Lamar Jackson? By the way, I'm not taking anybody over Lamar Jackson. Josh Allen, no way. And he's a spectacular player. Give me a guy. Justin Herbert, he just beat the piss out of him. He just annihilated. I'm telling you, man, that win over Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes earlier in the year has made him... Look like Superman. How about this? Do, do you agree? He is a better version than Cam was. Remember the 2015 season with Cam Newton? It was an MVP year, and he was just unreal. Running guys out. By the way, I'll say this to you. Also, NFL officiating. Those cheap shots on the sidelines. Why do you let the defenders 
knocked the shit out of him on the sidelines. But if Brady tiptoes or Aaron Rodgers tiptoes up the sidelines, anybody breathes on him, you throw a 15-yard rough in the passer on him or unsportsmanlike conduct. The guy was getting hit five yards out of bounds sometimes because, again, when you're chasing a guy like that, it's not that the Chargers are trying to hurt him. You're at warp speed trying to catch a bullet. Catching Lamar Jackson is like catching a bullet. You've got to try to be out there and somehow catch that bullet in your hands. It's like catching a bullet, dude. And so when you're going after a bullet like that, you don't know where the sidelines are. You don't know where the goal line is. All you know is, I got to get that guy's ass on the ground. Technique, form, tackling, there's none of that when he's playing. You've got to get that kid on his ass. Okay? Smile says he has to win in the playoffs. Well, don't they all? Including Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott. Agreed. They all have to. They all have to. Pressler says the league doesn't care for running quarterbacks. They only protect the pocket passers. I'm glad that Priceless put it that way because you could also misconstrue it sometimes, and some people do. I don't because I think it's exactly what Priceless says. Oh, yeah, okay. So you call games for white guys and white quarterbacks differently than you do the athletic and skilled black quarterbacks in the NFL. That's not what it is. It's a style of play, and he is exactly right. It's not, it has zero, any, if you hear Stephen A. Smith race baiting you, it has nothing to do with race. It has everything to do with style of play. Priceless, you're dead on. Style of play gets your, hey, for the record, do you guys remember how Steve Young left the game? He left the game because of massive concussions. Steve played the game a lot like Lamar, was a running quarterback, was exceptionally accurate. I mean, the, the reason he left the sport was because he got too many concussions because he took off running, and they really didn't know how to defend him. It was a far cry from the Montana days where he would just roll or be in a seven-step drop. It's different. Ewing says Lamar is more dangerous now. And, hey, that he doesn't run first? Absolutely. Ewing, he, he, he right now is the most undefensible quarterback in the game. What did I see that stat? He's the fastest to 100 wins before the age of 25. Holy crap. Lane, when a QB runs, he becomes – a running back. Okay, but yet when the quarterback runs and you're Brady, you're still Brady. And because you're Brady, you get the Brady rules, like the Jordan rules. Jim, did you see Adam's lick on Harris at the gasoline last? <laughs> hey, dude. I got to tell you this, man. E even the players, Calais Campbell, who's on that Ravens team, Everybody is doing this. You know, Kalea said that. He texted me this a couple nights ago. Dude, when you're sitting on the bench and you're watching him play, sometimes as a defender, you get up and watch him. 
You just get up and watch him. Shakur, it's style of play. It, it, it'll always be the athletic quarterback that takes off, black or white. The NFL officials don't really know how to – they really don't know how to legislate hits on that. And so if they see a guy trying to get extra yards and a guy blows him up and he's still in bounds, and it's Brady or Peyton Manning or Aaron Rodgers, 15 and the flag are coming. If it's a young quarterback, maybe Mayfield, um, maybe Josh Allen, maybe Kyler Murray, those guys aren't going to get the flags, and neither is Lamar going to get the flag because Lamar, I'll tell you this, he's the most gifted open field runner I have ever seen at the quarterback position. And he can lead the league in touchdown passes, which is a freak show. Hey, I'm going to throw this at you guys too. Dude, smile. You were just going where I was going. Even without Ozzie Newsom, the Ravens are still rolling. Wait a minute, smile. Boom, that's a great take. I was just going to go there. Look at what the Ravens and Ozzie Newsom and John Harbaugh have done with the culture in that building. Hell, it goes all the way back to Brian Billick. There is an expectation when you're a Raven. There is a standard of play. When you're a Raven, it doesn't matter if it's Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Calais Campbell, Lamar Jackson. It just doesn't matter, does it? There's an expectation on what's expected of you as a Baltimore Raven when you play in that gear. And you see it by the way the players give effort. The, the, the names have changed on the back of those jerseys. But the one thing that has clearly become a signature part of the Ravens organization is how you play the game. And that's a testament to the coach and what Ozzie left behind. Ozzie Newsom was not only one of the most gifted tight ends in NFL history, but Ozzie Newsom was also one of the most gifted organizationally just class GM the league has ever seen. They should name an award like the man, the general manager of the year award after Ozzie Newsom. Because the coaching staff, I mean, Marvin Lewis came out of there. So many great coaches have coached in that organization. And it's a way and it's an expectations of things. I, I, I love the way that that is just, it resonates and it doesn't matter what year it is. Carlos said, we used to have that expectation in Philly. Yeah, but Carlos, you've never been able to consistently keep it. You've had spots of it. Watch. Vermeer, Vermeil, Aram, little bit of buddy. Um, Andy Reid, okay. There was an expectation if that's where you're going, Carlos. That's probably your longest tenure. Okay, where you had consistency in the building, where there was an expectation of what was expected of you when you were a Philadelphia Eagle when Andy Reid was there. Of all the years, and, and I don't even think it was under Doug, I think, I think personally what Doug benefited from was Andy Reid and an expectation that was in the building, and that's why a guy like Chip Kelly didn't last because when everybody saw him in the building, they knew that he just – it was oil, you know, it was oil and water, and it wasn't going to work. 
You know, it just wasn't going to work. Carlos said we used to have that expectation. Uh, that's what I grew up on since 88. Carlos, by the way, I'm going to tell you this, man. That eagle helmet and the eagle gear is some of my favorite. I love seeing that eagle gear. It's great. It's a great uniform. Big Bird says right now it's crap. Yep, in uh, Philly. Crap shoot in Philly. It is. Right now, you don't know if your quarterback or your coach is good enough. What kind of – here, put this into your uh, perspective right now. Think of this for a minute. In Philadelphia right now, you're into six games in a season. You don't know if you have a coach or quarterback yet. Wow. How can you form an identity when you don't know if your coach or your quarterback are the future of your team? So when people are going like this, let's go win game. How? How do you know? Here, get this. New England, do you have a coach? <laughs> it's a dumb question. Do you have a quarterback? I don't know. That's why they're struggling. In Green Bay, do you have the quarterback? Of course you do. Do you have the coach? I don't know. I guess. I guess. He's 31-7 and seven since he's been the coach. Not the greatest success in the postseason like I'd like, but, hey, two straight conference championship games all on the back of Aaron Rodgers. Thank you. By the way, did you guys see Aaron Rodgers? Told the Bear fans after he put that touchdown in the end zone, I own you. I don't know what it is, man. But ever since Aaron Rodgers like started barking at the Packer front office, that dude's got onions the size of walnuts right now, man. And he's just going like this now, right? Yeah. Hey, I own you. He's telling Bear fans, I own you. I own you. Okay. My entire career, I own you. <laughs> it's one of the greatest lines I've ever heard. One of the greatest lines I've ever heard, man. I freaking own you. Great. Big Bird, only bright spot about this team is our starting outside CBSs. Yes, they're good. Priceless Whitey, I'm from Chicago, and I loved it. His luck, they traded him there. <laughs> hey, hey, Priceless, Bear fans delusional? Really? Hey, the last time the Bears had an all-pro quarterback was Sid Luckman. 70 years ago. 70 years ago. 70. All pro, not Pro Bowl. All pro. 70 years ago. Whew. Jesus. Eisenhower was in the White House. I think even Truman. It's crazy, right? The guy who dropped the atomic bomb was in the White House the last time. The Bears had a uh, all-pro quarterback. Hey, 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 let me let me let me throw this at you. I'm in Detroit, and he go, Big Bird goes, "Hey, I'm, I'm in Detroit, and I'm glad I'm not happy." Here, watch this, man. And you know what? I and I and I, and I, and I like Dan Campbell, but here I'm going to tell you a quick story. Here, you guys ready? This goes into Dan Campbell crying last week. For his guys. 
Should I tell it to you? Because my boy Dave Pizzuli was in the um, he 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 was in the locker room and he told me this. He went to high school with me. I had three professional NFL players on my high school football team when I played at Stanford Catholic. Pizzuli, Tony Brown, and myself. We all went to the NFL and played. Same high school. Crazy, huh? Three NFL guys on a small Catholic school from Connecticut. Anyway, so Pizzuli played with the Browns. I think Sam Bertigliano drafted him. Okay, I think he did. I'll get to you right in a minute here, EFP and TV. I'll get to you. And Pizzuli, then all of a sudden, Marty Schottenheimer took the team over. And they're getting ready to go out towards one of those AFC champions. I think it was the drive game. And Bubba Baker, the great defensive lineman, was in the locker room in Cleveland with Pizzuli. And Pizzuli goes like this. He goes, yeah, man. Schottenheimer gets in front of the microphone in front of his team right before they get ready to go out. This goes into Dan Campbell crying last week. Hey, hey, Jim. Hey, you just tell me what you think. Hey, wait a minute, Jim. So Marty Schottenheimer gets in front of the um, – God rest his soul, too. Gets in front of the team, the Browns. Man, I love you guys. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Oh, God. We're going to go. We're going to fight, fight like it was a Rockney thing. I don't want you to know something. I I want you to know. Brown's guys are looking at him. Here's Marty in tears. I'm going to be your general when we go out to battle. Let's go kill him, guys. Boba Baker looks over at my boy Pizzuli and goes, I know about you, dog. But I don't know if I want my general crying before he goes out to battle. <laughs> I don't know if I want my general crying before he goes out to battle. I, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I, I was like, yeah, I think that's, I think he's onto something, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 you want you want your general crying like that going out to battle? <laughs> <laughs> this is the AFC. Hey, wait! This is the AFC Championship game. Two against Denver was the drive game, but boy, Pizzuli even had a sack on that drive. Man, you want your general crying going into battle? Not me. <laughs> Shit, man. <laughs> That's funny stuff, dude. Do you think Nick Sirianni and the Eagles coaching staff is really developing Jalen Hurts? By only having him run one offensive scheme, which is that RPO. Dude, they're not developing anything right now. He's a seatbelt. That guy's not going to be developed. He ain't the guy moving forward. Jalen Hurts will not be the starting quarterback in 2022 for the Philadelphia Eagles. The question is, will Nick Sirianni be the head coach? Let's take a timeout. We'll get back to you guys. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Keep it here on the National Football Show. (laughs) 
Computer froze. Uh, now he may be waiting on a call. Keep it here on the National Football Show. comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back, National Football Show, Dan Silio. Damon, I think you're onto something here, my friend. Big Seals is right. In order to be developing, you first have to have the traits the team is looking for. I don't think the Eagles see those traits in Hurts. Maybe they were hoping for it. That, that, that's exactly correct. Trevor, how you doing, brother? Here, and I'm going to give you an example of that, okay? Baker Mayfield does not fit into the Cleveland Browns system of football. Okay? Watch this. People are going like this. Well, you know, last week, you know, Baker Mayfield, you know, just doesn't have to do much because, you know, he's got a really great football team around him. Well, when you're missing both of your starting running backs and you don't have them in the backfield and you were the first pick of an NFL draft, the team does have to put on some more weight on those narrow shoulders. 
They do. Why the hell did they draft you number one overall? To what? Just turn around and hand off to those two guys? When there's a crucial situation, you have to win those games when you're the number one pick in the draft. The 2018 draft class with Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen have lapped the guy. They've lapped him. Like, like, get this. Those guys, I think Lamar was 32nd. He was drafted 32nd. All right, which is the last player in the first round for all those out there keeping score. Josh Allen was taken later out of Wyoming. Baker Mayfield's taken number one. When I look at those three guys, I do this. No way. He's not in their room. I mean, like, he, he – so May, Mayfield doesn't fit in Cleveland. I said it to you before, and I'll say it again. Baker Mayfield is Jalen Hurts. He is Jalen Hurts. Hurts can do the same stuff that Mayfield's doing in Cleveland. Like, here, check it out. If they ever decided not to give Baker Mayfield the contract extension that he covets, I would try to make a trade with the Eagles to get Jalen Hurts in there because Jalen would be okay with just turning around and handing it off. And get this, you don't have to pay a king's ransom for a quarterback that will end up breaking your team up later down the line. I would say this to you. And watch this. Jalen could go to Cleveland, and he'd win 10 games in that system. He's not going to be asked to do a lot in that system. In Philadelphia, he's being asked to run. Basically, in Philadelphia, he's being asked to run the Lamar Jackson offense. And he's not Lamar Jackson. Doesn't it look like to you, tell me this, doesn't it look like to you that Nick Sirianni has taken John Harbaugh's playbook, put it into Philadelphia, and don't you see the same plays Occasional deep plus 25 pass down the field, an RPO, screens. They It looks similar to what um, Martindale runs. You know what I mean? It looks like the same type of offense. But you're, 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 you're asking Jalen to play the part of Lamar. Robert says, Joe Flacco passing attempts. Great. That looks good in a historical book on quarterbacks who have played in the NFL when they were really good in their prime. Right now, that looks like a retirement sheet on Joe Flacco. When you're quoting me career statistics, it's time to call it a career. Ewing says, no, no, Sills. They run the ball. Yeah, with Lamar. And, and and we had a Le'Veon Bell sighting. I couldn't believe that was him. I thought he was out of the league. I, I, I thought he was out of the league, dude. I couldn't believe that was Le'Veon Bell wearing 17. I was like, holy cow. Priceless says, he almost broke the record for the only quarterback to throw for 250 yards and run for at least 50 in his first 10 games which is crazy. He is an absolute amazing talent. 
Ted says some QBs are great college players, nothing more than Tebow, Toretta, those kind of guys. Absolutely, man. Doug Flutie, you know. Look at how many Heisman Trophy quarterbacks. I want to ask you something. Ask yourself the Heisman Trophy quarterbacks that have gone on to win Super Bowls. Let's take a look at that. Let me think. Heisman Trophy quarterbacks that have won a Super Bowl. Roger Stallback. Let me think. So it has to be from the 60s. Starr did not win the Heisman. Anybody from the Raiders? Jim Plunkett. Plunkett and Stallback. Stabler didn't. Greasy didn't. Bradshaw didn't. Yeah, I've got Plunkett. I got Plunkett and Stallback. Let me think. Uh, Sullivan, no, at Auburn. Nope, Elway didn't win one. Marino, no. United, United, Super Bowl era started in 67. Uh, huh. Stallback and Plunkett are the only quarterbacks to win a Heisman Trophy in the Super Bowl era. So when you draft a guy that won the Heisman Trophy and he's a quarterback, the best chances of him sucking are high. Cam got to a Super Bowl. Okay? He got to a Super Bowl. Two dudes. One of them was spectacular in Stallback. The other, he's a dude. Plunkett was a guy. Howard's not a quarterback. Two and only two quarterbacks since 1967 in the Super Bowl era have won championships. Let's think of that. Think of that for a minute, okay? So you're talking to me about Heisman guys, or Baker Mayfield. <laughs> you know, just because you're great, and that was to the point that just because you're great in college doesn't mean that you're great in um in the NFL. A far cry from it. I would even throw this at you. You want to hear something even more remarkable? Purdue is more of an NFL factory for quarterbacks than Ohio State has ever been. Ever been. Drew Brees, um, Greasy, Gary Danielson, Jim Everett. I can name you quarterback after quarterback. Even Jeff George was a Purdue Boilermaker. All first-round guys who went on – some of them went on to win Super Bowls, two of them, and another one is going to be a Hall of Famer, Kyle Orton. I couldn't name you anybody at Ohio State that was decent next to uh, Arch Schleister. The rest of those guys sucked at Ohio State. So every time people go, well, man, this guy, what a great-looking quarterback. That's why you keep telling me about Justin Fields. Really? No, but he'll break the thing. Yeah, okay. How about if I just take the odds that he'll suck like the rest of them? <laughs> Bobby Hoeing. Oh, yeah, right? Right. And, 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 hey, and the greatness of Mike Tomzak. These awards are only relevant when you know the competition. And, by the way, too, winning the Heisman Trophy is a tremendous honor in American sports. They'll always know who you are. It's a spectacular award to win. 
But when somebody goes, well, this guy was really great in college, so what, man? It means nothing. Jerry Rice went to Mississippi Valley State, right? So Mayfield, two guys, think of that, two guys in the Super Bowl era have won the Super Bowl that won the Heisman. And Baker Mayfield is going to be the next guy, right? Wow. I, I don't think he'll be in Cleveland next year. I think if they can make a trade for Aaron Rodgers, you met hey, let me here. What do you think Aaron Rodgers would do in that Cleveland offense? Would they lose a game? Right? Would they lose? How about Aaron Rodgers in Philly? Look, the Dak Prescott would not be the best quarterback in that division. And that's the number one goal. That's it. I want to hit on that. The number one goal for the Eagles. By the way, an hour two, Howard Bolzer, who covers that 6-0 Arizona Cardinal team for Sports Illustrated, will be with us. So much more to hit on. Anything you guys want, hour two coming up. Keep it here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show on this Football Monday. Ken's right. Thank you very much, Ken, for reminding me. Please hit the like button and pound that baby away. We really appreciate it. 
I think I can say that. <laughs> Our friend Howard Bolzer from Sports Illustrated, Hall of Fame voter, will be with us at the bottom of the hour. Covers the Cardinals, and they're undefeated. You see Baker Mayfield, too, flopping around. Hurt his um, – did he did – he, did he hurt his shoulder? Is that what it was? Hurt his shoulder, right? Feels like shit. Yeah. You see him go to the press conference? Like an alligator. Yeah. Dislocated it again. Hey, Priceless, it's a fucking NFL. Ant, pop that bitch back in. Let's go. Who cares? Let's go, dude. You're either in or out. If you're in, no one cares about injuries. I don't care about that shit. But I'm hurt. Yeah. Far played with a lacerated kidney. I don't <laughs> Ronnie Locke cut the tip of his finger off in a locker room to go play in a game. Come on, man. That doesn't fly with me. Come on. Hurt my shoulder. Well, Dan, you've never. I, yeah, okay. Play with a broken jaw. All my fingers broken. Okay. Don't, don't, don't talk to me about that. Both my thumbs broken. Come on. Every finger on my hand, all, both of them have been broken, and both my feet and my knees have both had two surgeries apiece on them. Come on. Don't talk to me like that. I, I, I don't care. Priceless goes, he can play through it, though. And? See, Baker Mayfield wants pats on the back for the common thing for playing through injury. He wants you to feel sorry for him. Man. <laughs> Baker, uh, I love you. What a true brown. You can bitch and cry, and I'm here with you. Sorry. He just brings the best out of me with those commercials that he does. You know, the Heisman Room or the Heisman House and the insurance stuff. He's just the best. Then his wife comes parachuting in to his rescue because he's my guy. But I can play through it. <laughs> I, I I would fire him for just the way he acts like that. I like tough guys in that. By the way, I have questioned his courage in the pocket since he's been in Cleveland. I don't think he's courageous in the pocket like you have to be. Brady takes a beating. Manning takes a beating. All the great ones. Jalen takes a beating. He hangs. Jalen Hurts is tough in the pocket. Hey, you want another intangible that you can hang around Jalen's neck and go like this as a merit badge? Jalen Hurts is tough in the pocket, and he's got the quarterback courageous medal and merit badge that all those guys need to have. Because when you're back there, you're going to get the shit hit out of you. 
And he does play hard back there, and he gets hit. Baker will run because he doesn't want to get hit. Who falls like that, too? Did you see how he fell? I mean, it was like a kid at a skate. It was like a kid at a skateboarding park who, like, fell off, like, the seesaw and smashed his head into, like, the swings. And, you, you know, you're one of those guys that does this. That, that motherfucker ain't very athletic. <laughs> hey, you know, right? You go like this. Look, yeah, that guy ain't very athletic, man. You see that guy fall off his skateboard onto the swings? Holy cow, man. Mac Jones got rocked. I saw that play. He was tough in the pocket. You got to have a pair of onions back there, man. Lane says, come on, Sills. He's never been in the pocket long enough. <laughs> hey, Priceless, he hung in there, though, man. You know what teammates see? Everybody, here, here's my point. Everybody's hurting out there right now. Everybody's banged up. Everyone's got some injury. Everybody's got something they're fighting through. Hamstring. Um, hyperextended knee. A broken fingers. Okay? Your sternum's hurt a little bit. Twisted your knee or your arm or your wrist. Can't extend fully with your arm. Got to have a sling put on it. Your ribs are killing you because you took a helmet. So you got to wear a flat jacket, which doesn't give you all the range of motion you need. Everybody's putting that out there right now. It's some guy going, I'm playing through it. Shut up. You know what up. Come on, man. I'm playing through it because, you know, a booby make. That's his new name for me. Booby Mayfield. Booby. <laughs> hey, Booby. That's my new nickname. I'm going to tweet that out, too. My new nickname for Baker Mayfield is Booby. Hey, Booby. I hope you get better, baby. You know? What a colossal, just. <laughs> hey, Mike, Baker Mayfield's new name is Booby. Hey, Booby. Booby make, hey, Booby Makefield now. Booby Mayfield is down, he's down inside the 20-yard line. Come on, Booby. Come on, man, we're all pulling for you. We love you very much. Oh, wait a minute. Andres, you're kidding me. Booby Miles? No. No, you can't have – yeah, but then again, Miles Sanders is actually a tough dude. So, you know, yeah, the guy that brings the booby name down is Baker Mayfield. So the only thing keeping the booby name and nickname afloat where it's halfway respectable is Miles Sanders because May Baker Mayfield trashes it. Okay, I got you. Yeah. It's the most important thing we have to figure out here moving forward here. Okay. If you're the Philadelphia Eagles, dude, it's more important to find out if you, Nick Sirianni's your guy or not. Just put a quarterback in there. Get, get Gardner Minshew in there. And if he can't coach him and he can't coach Jalen Hurts, what's the excuse going to be? Both quarterbacks suck? How do you think that's going to go over on the personnel desk with Howie Roseman who put both those guys in the room? Good or bad? You want to get rid of your coach? You guys, you guys wanna, you guys wanna get rid of your coach. Demand Gardner Minshew play, because then you could do this. Well, if Gardner Minshew can't win games and he can't coach Jalen Hurts, then he ain't the dude. 
Look at what – here, I know things aren't going very well in Miami right now, right? But Brian Flores had Ryan Fitzpatrick in the building last year, right? They won games. I think they won 10 ball games last year. Now that they don't and, – and for the record, Tua played good. No, no, no ripping on Tua this week. Tua was good, man. The Dolphins didn't lose that football game over the weekend. Did they lose to the Jags and Urban Cowboy? Holy cow, they lost to Urban Cowboy. By the way, you think Urban Cowboy is doing this? Dear God, um, I would like you know to know that you don't have to really bring me any Christmas presents because the greatest Christmas present – here, God, I want you to make sure you hear me. The greatest Christmas present that you ever brought, Cowboy Urban Meyer, was the fact that John Gruden had racist emails. And I just want to thank you so much for having the insight to push Roger Goodell and Jeff Pash, the executive legal counsel, and everybody there in the NFL to push those racist emails out. John Gruden is such a bad guy. Man, nobody should ever talk like that. But thank you. I'm Cowboy Urban Meyer, and I want to thank everybody. Even though that chick was grinding on me, that, is, that might as well have happened 40 years ago. Thank you so much, Jesus Christ. You can please put that underneath my tree, and you don't have to bring me anything else. Anything else. Well, maybe an offensive lineman, but hey, hey, I'm all good. Thank you so much. Good night, Urban Cowboy. You don't think Urban Cowboy's doing this? Thank you, John Gruden, for being a racist. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray in your name. Amen. <laughs> oh, no, Ken. Urban's going to be at that same bar. Hey, Mike. Hey, hey Mike. Urban's going to be at that bar doing this. Oh, no. You know what Urban Meyer's going to be for Halloween? John Gruden. <laughs> hey, Urban, what are you for Halloween? John Gruden. <laughs> I am John Gruden. I'm going to dress up as that dude. Just keep remembering John Gruden. Keep saying that name because the more you say that name, the more you forgot about my BS. Hell, man, Urban's going to be in that same bar doing the hokey pokey. Daddy Meyer's back. All co-eds over here, please. Captain Cowboy Urban Meyer over here. We're gonna go on a new. We're gonna go on a new uh, yacht trip. Yeah, it's off the coast of Jacksonville. Don't worry about the season. Yeah, we'll have a bye pretty soon. And you know what? You just come on, Captain. You know, Cowboy Urban Meyer's boat. All co-eds. Upper deck. The rest of you, bottom deck. That's right. Oh, and by the way, those those um those stools that we have set up, I got those from the uh, Pink Pony. <laughs> hey, hey guys, I hey wait a minute, Mike. I got all those um you know stools. I got all those stools from the Pink Pony. Yeah, it's a little bit outside of Pompano down in South Florida. You know, I used to regulate. You know, be a regular guy there, but you know, after I left, and I left in uh, complete uh, disgust, and um, you know, went to Ohio State and put that charade on. Oh, wait a minute, Kevin. Oh, yes, wait a minute. It's a bikini bar, just so you know. You know, it's not a complete strip club. That that that's my other place in Hotlanta. <laughs> uh, the Gold Club. You need a key to get in. Thank you. In case you're keeping score. James says, I didn't realize you were teammates with The Rock at the U. Hey, hey, James, I wasn't teammates. James, we weren't teammates. 
Um, what happened was he came down a little bit after me. And Ed Ogeron introduced – we'll get to Coach O here in a minute. Coach Ogeron goes, hey, we've got a guy down here, Rocky Johnson's son. He's a pretty good football player. Then they move Sapp. You want, hey, James, Sapp didn't go to Miami as a defensive tackle, James. Sapp went to Miami as a tight end, and he sucked. And so um, Mark Caesar says, why don't you play defensive tackle, dude? You're a really good athlete. I think he's from Apaka, is Sapp. And so they put him on the other side, and all of a sudden he started tearing it up, and he took uh, the Rock's job. And, yeah, you see it on my Twitter page, though? He's got great respect for big sales. Actually, when I, when I finished up my deal here with um, Jacob Media, he congratulated us and said, to all your people at Jacob Media, man, congratulations. He's a really cool dude, man. Yeah, no, no. Sap and our, um, Rock and I are good friends, man. Lane says, Shade Khan told Urban Myers they didn't win that game. He's being left in London. Uh, hey, let me just tell you this. There's another great place in Paris that I'm sure that uh, Urban would have found. It was called Chez Paris. Got a place in Montreal from what I'm told. Yeah, yeah, Goldberg told me. Chez Paris, Montreal and London, and, of course, Stad. I'm kidding. Dev, Hotlanta. Man, yes. Gold Club, check it out. Hell of a steak, and I'm telling you, the hors d'oeuvres are great. Go back down. You can eat, get all you want, too, to eat. It's really great. Hamburgers are off the charts, too, by the way. Yeah. Good steak. Not bad. A little tough sometimes, especially on Thursday nights. You know? Got a different cook in there. He's a non paisan so what do you want? Mike says, Sap was a tight end. Yeah, yeah, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Absolute crazy. All right. So, Kyler Murray, 6-0. We're going to talk to our friend Howard Balzer from Sports Illustrated. He also covers the Arizona Cardinals. And Steve Kime at the beginning of the year said, this is a playoff team. Well, I think Steve Kime got his wish. Undefeated. Kevin Savars said, Sills, are you Dice Clay's missing brother? Dude, can I tell you a quick story here about Dice Clay? So it was my birthday. And... I had never heard of Dice Clay before. So my friend Tony Brown, who passed away, these guys take me to this bar, Dangerfields, Rodney Dangerfields' place. And I go to Dangerfields for, it was a birthday party. And we all go in there, all my boys from Stanford, Connecticut, we go into this place. We go into Dangerfields, get a front seat. Hey, hey, Ken. Hey, Ken. <laughs> Ken. Um, so who comes out as the MC of the whole place? Roseanne Barr is like the MC of Dangerfield. And she's doing all the acts. That night I saw Sam Kinison. Um, I saw Gallagher. I saw one more guy. God, I forget who he was, and he was really great. He was really great. Roseanne did some stuff, and then Dice Clay came on at the end. And this guy's going, hickory dickory dock. Some chick was stuck. And I'm going like this. I'm sitting in the front. He goes, 
Hey, fella. How are you, fella? Where's your date? Let me guess. How you doing? I go like this. Who is this guy? <laughs> Had a chance to sit at the bar with him. Great dude, man. Get the fuck out of here. Hey, dude. He's re- it was really a great night. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the night I dumped my fiance and made sure I married the chick that I'm with now. It's 33 years ago. <laughs> Called her up and said, yeah, this ain't working here. So Big Sills pulled the parachute went, eh, I'm going to hang with this thing. So it's all good. Yeah, no, that was a great night, man. I met Dice Clay. Love the guy. Here's my, watch this. Here's my top college football teams after the weekend. Georgia, Bama. Sills. Who are the other three? I don't care. You can put anybody you want in there. What? No, no, Dan. Who are your top five teams? Okay, I'll give you three. Georgia, Bama, OSU. Rest of them, I don't care who you put in. Cincinnati and Oklahoma, they won't beat any of those three teams. They just won't. Those are your three best teams. Xander goes, ah, eh, maybe somebody can beat. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what then. Okay, well, let's just move off those and go to Georgia, Alabama. Anybody beat those teams? Like, watch this. What would the point spread be with Bama? Let's just take Bama and leave Georgia out of the mix. What do you think the point spread would be Georgia-Iowa, who lost this past weekend? 21 points? What do you think the point spread would be between Alabama and Cincinnati? 18? What do you think the point spread with Bama-Oklahoma would be? 21? They can't play a lick of defense. Bama-Oregon. 20? 20, hey, you, you want me to put a top five together? You make me look stupid when you ask me to put a top five together because there's only a top two. The rest of them is just like water cooler talk. Well, Oregon's pretty good. <laughs> what about this football team, Dan? What do you think of this team out of the Big Ten, like Michigan? Michigan? <laughs> Michigan. Hey, beat Ohio State. Then wake me up after November and tell me if you beat them. And if you beat them, then it's a different conversation. But until you beat Ohio State, you're Michigan. Well, they're undefeated. Great. So is Cincinnati. And I don't think you're better than Cincinnati. I actually think Cincinnati could beat Michigan. I sure as know Ohio State can. Oklahoma's the one weirdo team in this whole thing. Because Oklahoma can't play defense. All right. Howard Balzer's going to join us. We're going to talk to our friend about this amazing run that Kyler Murray's on. He is your number one guy for the for the Heisman. He's already got that, right? He's the number one guy for the MVP in the league. We'll talk to him next. Hall of Fame voter. Keep it here on the National Football Show. comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. 
At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, Dan Cilio. We're going to speak with Howard Balzer here in a little bit. Pro Football Hall of Famer. Works with Sports Illustrated and covers the Arizona Cardinals. Was at the game covering the Cardinals and amazing. We'll get his perspective also on Baker Mayfield as well. But Arizona 6-0 on the season. And boy, they look like the best team in the NFC West, which is clearly one of the best divisions in all of football. I mean, make no mistake about it. By the way, did you see the news about Ed Ogeron? So after winning a national championship two years ago, going through COVID last year, going through with divorce, not that anybody cares out there because Lamar Jackson wears the proper T-shirt nowadays. Nobody cares. You fire a coach who's 49-17 and 17, who just beat Florida this past weekend, and he's 3-1 and one against Dan Mullen. And you blow them out. Now, you are – don't feel sorry for Coach O. Coach O's getting $17 bucks plus his salary this year out the door. So, Coach O is going to make himself a cool $20 million uh, this year as he floats out into the sunset. But if you're under some illusion that you're going to go into the Southeastern Conference and you're going to start beating Nick Saban, you might as well start firing every coach in the Southeastern Conference. LSU believes they're Alabama, and they're not. Do you know how many coaches have won national championships from the Southeastern Conference in the last 42 years? Do you know how many? Seven. Seven coaches have had the opportunity, and most of them are from Alabama. Gus Malzahn won one at Auburn. It wasn't Pat Dye. Okay. Phil Fulmer, Tennessee won a national title. Urban Meyer, 
right? Steve Spurrier. But outside of that, I mean, it's been Bama. They've owned it. The schools own it because the resources in the schools support the program. You know, what you always get is you always get someone in your conference. You know how you have that rival when you're in high school? You know you're 10 times better than the guy, but the guy just is, he thinks he's as good as you. And you know he's not, and everyone else does. Or here, here's a better comparison. Do you know the guy that's on American Idol who does those auditions? And he has the auditions, and everyone hears it, and he's, you're like this. Dude, that's just gnarly. You're just not a very good singer. And then when you see the guy's face, he's like, you mean to tell me you don't like the way I sing? Uh, no, you're not very good. You can't carry a tune. You, you can't hear the tone. You just can't. Are you kidding me? My father and my mother and my grandmother all tell me at dinner how great my voice is. How come you can't hear it? <laughs> okay. I'm sure they're great people. But, but my family and my friends, your friends are just telling you that because they're your friends. Right? And, and, and you're just like this. Kid, you're just not very good. It's just not working for you here. It's just not happening. You're going to need to do something different because it, it's not happening. Hey, man, Andy Robostelli came to me, and I wanted to be a fullback or like a running back you know, try to be a running back in college football. So my uncle goes like this to me. Hey, man, you're pretty good running back. Pretty good, man. Where do you want to go to play? Well, you know, I want to go to Notre Dame or I want to go to Ohio State, you know, maybe SC. Hey, Robustelli looked at me and he went, no, no, no. You, you, you mean like pace. And URI, University of Rhode Island, and UMass. No, no, no. I, 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 I want to go play. No, I want to go play at Southern Cal. I'm going to be a running back at USC. Okay, well, you need to think about changing your position. <laughs> I was devastating. All right. I'll tell you a guy that doesn't have to change his position. But I will tell you this. He did change his sport. And I, I was like this. Kyler Murray. What in the hell are you doing giving that money back to the A's? You're going to get killed. <laughs> You're just not going to be an NFL quarterback. And then all of a sudden, all my boys are saying, Sills, it's not the same NFL where you destroy these quarterbacks like it used to be back in the day. I'm like, this guy's – you could eat a bowl of soup off his head. And I, I don't see it. All of a sudden, now he's undefeated. His team looks unbeatable. And the man covering them for Sports Illustrated is our Hall of Fame voter. And our dear friend Howard Balzer. Howard, how good is this team? Well, I'm telling you, I, I don't know if we really know yet how good they are, but I'll tell you, yesterday's game was the culmination of one of the most turbulent weeks that I've ever seen with an NFL team. Now, we can name some last year with the COVID stuff and all that. And when, you know, the Ravens had all these guys, you know, test positive and the Steelers had a week and the Titans did too. So those were, pro those were probably pretty nuts for those teams. But, you know, here's a situation, Dan, undefeated team at 5-0 and oh, and has a week where one day Chandler Jones tests positive. And this is already a team that's had more positive tests and more guys on the COVID list since the start of training camp than any other team in the NFL. And last year they were one of the fewest. 
But Chandler Jones tests positive. Then the next day we find out that two staff members tested positive who we don't know who they were, but it wasn't a coach, it wasn't a player. And they were one test away from having all the protocols change to testing everybody every day instead of once every seven days. Then the next day we find out that Cliff Kingsbury, the head coach, the quarterback's coach, Cam Thomas, and another player, defensive lineman Zach Allen, test positive. That was late Friday afternoon when there was good news in the morning when they made the trade for Zach Ertz. And, and, and so that almost got buried. That's almost like, hey, talking about burying the lead. <laughs> that almost gets forgotten with everything that happens. They, they fly. Here's a great a wild story. So they fly to Cleveland Saturday. And the assistant to the head coach, you know, every, t- every head coach has one of these assistants that helps with administrative stuff. And hardly anybody even knows who the person is. With the Cardinals, it's a guy named Kenny Bell. Well, he suggests on late Friday that one of their practice squad defensive linemen make the trip to Cleveland just in case they get another test on the de- a positive test on the defensive line because of Zach Allen. And we know that happens sometimes. Same position, right? You know, other guys test positive. So they travel a guy named Jonathan Ledbetter to Cleveland at 1:30 Eastern time. Sunday afternoon, it was it was a good thing that they were playing a late game instead of an early game. So 1.30 is about two and a half hours before game time. Vance Joseph, the defensive coordinator, is on the team bus when he finds out that Corey Peters, their starting nose tackle, tested positive. So he quickly gets on the phone because he was on one of the first buses to the stadium. He quickly gets on the phone and calls Jonathan Ledbetter in his hotel room and says, hey, you know, your bus is probably leaving pretty soon, but be prepared. You're playing. You're playing. <laughs> oh, my and, God. And so, but he, he, in some ways, obviously felt bad for Corey Peters, but he was happy there weren't more positive tests than just him. And so so here they go out there with new, different, you know, Cliff Kingsbury calls the plays. So they had team meetings Friday night with Cliff Kingsbury on Zoom, figuring out, okay, who's going to call this? Who's going to call that? They actually had, Dan, someone who most people probably never heard of, an assistant wide receivers coach named Spencer Whipple, whose father is the offensive coordinator at Pitt. He's only, he's 32 years old. He's been with, he's been in the NFL for three years, all with Kingsbury and the Cardinals, started as an offensive quality control coach. They tab him to, to call to communicate all the plays to Kyler Murray, but to make the play calls when it's a pass. When it would be a run, Sean Kugler, the offensive line coach and the run game coordinator, would make the call. <laughs> and anytime it would, they were tr- trying to decide, should we run or pass? They would they they called it WWKD. What would Cliff call? Or WWKC? What would Cliff call? And that's when they, that's when how they would decide. And it was almost seamless. To get out, it's one thing to win the game. It's amazing. But to dominate the way they did. Now, granted, Cleveland was missing their two starting tackles. They had injuries in the secondary. Nick Chubb Chubb didn't play. So, obviously, they were really affected by injury. But still, to to win the way they did. And I'll tell you, there there was a, a, a portion of the game, the Cardinals were leading 14 to nothing. They had three successive drives get to the 18, the 20, and the 11 of the Browns. And they only were able to get field goals. 
And so it's 20, it's 20 to, well, let me, well, first, you know, it was 20, I think it was 20 to nothing. Then they hit, got a field goal to make it 23 7. And then the Browns score on a Hail Mary to end the half. So all of a sudden it's 23 14. And the Cardinals just kind of gave away 12 points. You're wondering, man, this second half could be dicey. This, is, this could give the Browns a lot of, you know, a lot of momentum. Nuh-uh. Browns didn't score in the second half. Cardinals scored two touchdowns. And, of course, they won 37-14. So are they the best in the league? They're, they're certainly playing among the best right now. There's a long way to go still. But you just can't count this team out. And as everybody said, players, coaches, they said, well, everything going on, he said, nobody blinked. We just went out there and just played as, as as good football as we could. And Murray, again, another game without an interception, four touchdown passes. And this is this is a pretty talented team. And they were playing without Rodney Hudson. That was another thing. Rodney Hudson injured his ribs last week, their starting center, placed on injury reserve on Saturday uh, because they figured he's going to miss three games with, with that injury. And they wanted to make sure when he comes back, he's really healthy. And there's not kind of a... Yeah. You know, you know, you decide to play him when he's really not 100%. Well, when the whole thing happened Friday with Kingsbury and knowing the added responsibility Sean Coogler was going to have, Hudson wasn't supposed to go to the game. Well, he 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 said to the team, hey, I'll travel. Let, let me just come and help with the offensive line with a lot of things that Sean's going to be maybe a little bit distracted. So he traveled uh, to the game and and did whatever help he had to do on the sideline. Just just an amazing story. One of the more amazing that I that I've seen in a long time covering in the NFL. Absolutely. Um, I you, you mentioned, too, a story that, you know, is obviously carrying a lot of interest back east with Zach Ertz. Why the deal, the impact that you think he'll have? I, I said this before, tight ends and wide receivers, you know, they're really all kind of extensions of the quarterback that you have throwing yes. you the ball. If you don't have a good one, your numbers are going to suffer. Odell Beckham Jr. in Cleveland, you can name a guy. It's historically – that way, if you don't have the guy, Ertz now as a quarterback, obviously that can get him the football. I mean, give me what you think his play will be and his importance in this Arizona Cardinal offense moving forward. Certainly depends on how quick he can get up to speed, but obviously he's a quality player. There have been a lot of speculation throughout the offseason about him being traded, and the Cardinals were often mentioned, but they felt they had a pretty good guy in Max Williams who had had some injuries last year and so wasn't himself. And they felt healthy that he could help that passing game. And he was uh, in, in the games that he was playing. He was making some big catches. And then then he uh, injures, has a serious knee injury last week. And so he's done for the season. And with Murray becoming so much more comfortable in the offense, they have more weapons now. He's, he's been going through his progressions better, being more patient in the pocket. And, and so, and that's one of the reasons, you know, he was finding Max Williams, getting the ball to Rondale Moore, to Christian Kirk. I think I might've mentioned this one, another time when I was with you, it's almost a blessing in disguise that Larry Fitzgerald decided not to play because they got AJ Green, who's a big target. And with, you know, Murray's not a tall guy, obviously he's a big target in the middle of the field or on the boundaries. And so they enabled his his addition enabled them to move Christian Kirk to the slot where he's a lot more effective than he was on, on the edge as a, as, a, as a number two receiver. And so with those weapons, now getting Ertz, they feel another tall guy who Murray can find on checkdowns or things like that, that and I, I, I think most would agree is, I, you know, I think Max Williams is pretty good, but, but Ertz is a better player than him. So yeah. the big question is, like I said, 
how fast does it take him? How soon, how, how soon can he get up to speed on the offense? But here's an interesting sidelight, Dan. After the trade Friday morning, after the Eagles have played Thursday night, the team gets on the, pl- uh, gets on the phone with him and says, Michael Bidwell, um, he's going to send his private plane to get you. And when do you want to come? I mean, if you want to take the weekend kind of to chill out and this and that, you know, we got a game Sunday. Obviously, you can't play in the game. If you want to take the weekend to kind of chill out, you know, we'll, we'll come get you Monday morning and get ready for the week. And and I don't know if you saw, he had an emotional press conference yeah. about you're going to miss Philadelphia and all that, which is understandable. But then as soon as that was over, he was facing forward. He chose to come to St. Uh, come to Arizona on Friday, send that plane for me. I want to come now and I want to make the trip with the team and start getting with the tight end coach, getting with the offensive coaches. Of course, he couldn't now with Kingsbury or any of that, but start at least getting some familiarity with the playbook and what he's going to be asked to do. So he traveled with the team also when when they knew there was no chance that he was going to play, and he made that choice rather than just you know kind of chill out for the weekend and get over you know the fact that he was traded. So this is a right now, Dan. It's a very very mature team with a lot, certainly with a bunch of younger players. But those guys like AJ Green, like JJ Watt, they're uh, you know Rodney Hudson, Chandler Jones. They're they've been tremendous leaders to these young guys. And, and the young guys, and you know, they, they have the whole ma- mantra, hey, we're 4-0, we're 5-0, doesn't matter, can't look forward in this week. Every week you just want to go 1-0. And, and they're following that. Um, it, it sounds like a cliche, but you have to do that in the NFL. Like this team, and here's going to be a really interesting test after, Sunday, after yesterday. They play Houston next week at home and then play Green Bay on Thursday night at home oh. after that. So that's a perfect time when you say, hey, we don't want to hear the word Green Bay or Packers this week because as bad as the Texans are playing, you just never know in this league. You still got to bring your A game no matter who you are playing. And so that, that will be an interesting one because they've been unbelievable on the road, Dan. Four wins on the road. They have a one-point win at home and then a touchdown win over San Francisco. Four road games they've won by a combined score of 143 to 66. Wow. And that's and that's against one of them was Jacksonville, but that's against the Rams, Tennessee, and and yesterday against gosh, you know Browns. against Cleveland. So that that's pretty impressive to do that on the road. Um, in case you were uh, catching that little slip up, he said St. Louis because yeah. I believe this is the first time since 1974 Jim Hart, Jackie Smith at the football yes. team. Is actually now six and zero on the season. That year, that football team, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, would go on and win twelve football games. That's back in the day when you played fourteen ball games too. So, I mean, they're off to a great start. I want to ask you about the other side here. You know, I've been saying this all year about Baker Mayfield. You know, when you're the first player taken in a draft, you're always going to be gauged by the contemporaries that are in that draft. Yeah, And when you look at Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson having lapped him since the 2018 draft when he was taken number one overall, I mean, if you're Cleveland, I'd look at this and go, okay, so when you don't have a Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt and the team needs you to make plays and step up and you're the first player taken, I'm sorry here. I, I you know. Early in the year, they get beat by – they had a 14-point lead on Mahomes and KC. KC's not KC. Justin Herbert, too. They lose to Justin Herbert. I think he's a fine ball player, but I don't think he's elite enough for that team. 
And in my opinion, you have to go in a different direction in the offseason. Do you agree? You know, that that that's the major question, because do you make that decision as an organization? I, I don't know that you can fall into that trap of saying, well, he's not as good as this guy or that guy. I think the way you have to look at it is, do we do we still believe that with everything right around him and what he was a guy that helped that team get to 11 wins last year? They won a playoff game. They took Kansas City uh, to the brink uh, in a playoff game last year. And so as an organization, you have to decide, and you, you always have these conversations. Well, if we move on from him, th- then what's the guarantee we're going to get somebody as good or much less better? And then how long does that take? Is it in the draft and all that? When you think you have a team that's you know, fairly ready to win now. So I think that that's the tough one. I, and I think for the most part that you have to look at what the guy means to your team, not necessarily that he's, he's not quote elite with those other guys, because we've seen enough, enough instances where the quote elite guys don't necessarily win either uh, because not everybody can. So it, it, it might be, I don't know if it'll be a tough decision or not for them, but I, I, I don't know that moving on would be the right, right, the right thing either also. I mean, you know, in New York, having that whole discussion about, I mean, Daniel Jones has nothing, you know, around him now. And the guy's a competitor. But, man, it's, it's tough some of the positions these young quarterbacks get put into. And you you have to just do all you can to improve that team around you. But he he was under duress in that game yesterday. You know, he didn't have his, he didn't have two starting tackles. The, the Cardinal, you know, the Cardinals had five sacks and they they were just after him all game and they were able to stop the run which was which was big without Chubb the Browns weren't able to get anything going in the running game which is which was one of the Cardinals defense weaknesses uh, coming in and once they were able to do that they knew they were going to pass and they could just pin their ears back and then Kareem Hunt goes out and he was playing injured and then he goes out with a calf injury that uh, Kevin Stefanski was saying this you know this morning it's going to be weeks not days. So he might end up going on injury reserve. So they've got some real issues now sitting there at three and three, but I think a lot of it goes beyond Baker Mayfield. How about this question here? You know, I, I didn't believe, and I don't believe what I'm going to say, but I got to tell you something. There's a freak show that's going on in the NFL right now, and it's in Baltimore. <laughs> and I don't know how you defend it. And I say that with due respect. Um, he is a freak show. I mean, I've never seen a better open field uh, runner with the football at the quarterback position, and that includes Steve Young. And I and he's becoming more accurate. He's finding wideouts now. His leadership, you see how much it aggravates him when he doesn't get first downs or when he doesn't, like, he gets minus yardage. I got to add to this also here too, Howard. The culture that Ozzie Newsom left behind and John Harbaugh, um, you know, pushes forward. There's an expectation in that building for you to be great, to be a Baltimore Raven and play with pride and all that. It it, it is absolutely a perfect scenario and setting for Lamar Jackson to continue to foster and show us and everybody else that was wrong about him. I I, I don't know if you would. He's the fastest to 100 wins, and he's only 24. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Howard. How do you see how this thing is unfolding in front of us here? It's it, it is it is amazing to watch. I think you hit on the key is becoming that more that consistent passer uh, because we know all all the electric ability he has, and it's becoming that accurate passer 
which is so which is so important. And he seems to be getting better and better by the day. Obviously, even last week, last Monday night, he, he had a he didn't have a very good first half, but the second half was almost like, well, where'd this guy come from? It was it, it was it was pretty incredible. And the thing about him is that he's so quick and fat and, and can run so so well and he's hard, and and he doesn't take hits because he knows how to avoid them. That's the thing we were t- you were talking earlier, like everyone wondered about Kyler Murray because he's so small and he never gets hit. I mean, he, he had a couple of minor injuries last season and those were just on sacks. They, were, they weren't when he was running the football because he's so good at the instinct of knowing when to slide, when to get out of bounds. And he's so darn cat quick. That it's, it's, it's hard for anybody to get a clean shot on him. And so, and that, that's pretty much, even though Lamar Jackson's bigger and maybe he doesn't have, as as amazing stop and start quickness as as Murray, but he certainly can do that and finds a way when it looks like someone's going to get him, and then still is is able to accelerate and get him around get around them. So he he's he's like you said he's 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 a he's incredible to watch, and as he assuming he as he continues to just get better and better in the throwing department. That is going. That's a very difficult offense to stop. Even though they don't have great running backs right now, all the injuries they had at running back, everyone wondered how's this team going to get it done, and they're finding a way. Okay, finally, you know I have to always pester you with <laughs> Hall of Fame here. Sec, six-time Pro Bowler, five-time First Teamer, two-time AFC Defensive Player of the Year. Um, on the Buffalo Bills' 50th anniversary team. What has uh, 75 sacks, uh, eight fumbles, or excuse me, 21 fumble recoveries, 31 fumble recoveries, and 10 interceptions. I'm talking about Cornelius Bennett, who has been to five Super Bowls. And how I look at it, he has five conference championship rings. That's a pretty impressive resume yeah. not to have a guy in the Hall of Fame. I, I was one, I, you know, I was thinking – because a lot of people have talked about Daryl Talley, who was a heck of a player for Buffalo too. But I, I didn't, I was wondering, if he, is Dan talking about him? Because I didn't think he had those, those numbers as good as, as Cornelius. But I, I, you know, the more I think about it, you just wonder sometimes, especially with teams that are so good and that they have so many really good players that sometimes guys just get lost in the shuffle. Especially when you're on a you know a team that had Bruce Smith, right? Yes. And and, and so there's a guy who was the and Daryl Talley and Daryl Talley. Yeah. Well, right. There's there's one of the guys that are elite of the elite, and so it gets to the point where where perhaps some guys just said, "Well, oh man, they all couldn't be that great, were they?" And and so I think that's what that's what can end up happening. Uh, sometimes, especially with certain teams, and we've seen that with other teams, with the Raiders, with with the Packers, with yep. with the Steelers, the Cowboys, Washington. yeah, with certain guys not getting in and not getting their notice because their teams were so great. Sometimes guys do get noticed and maybe get the accolades in the Hall of Fame because they were on a great team, but then there are those that maybe it it, it doesn't work for because you start thinking, well, how many how many could there be? But you know, those credentials are are, are obviously you know, tremendously impressive. And once again, it just shows how many great players there have been in this league. And the reality is you just can't get everybody in, but that's a guy I'm fairly certain he's never even been a finalist. <laughs> I'm not sure how many times he's been a semifinalist. I'd have to look that, although I'm trying to think if the semifinalist deal might've started 
after his career was over. I have to check that because they they only started voting for the top 25. I think it was 2004. And and so it's tough, you know, it's tough to make that 15. That's just so, so hard. And some guys just 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 never, never able to crack that list. It shows you how tough your job is. Oof. Howard, thank you for always catching up with us, man. You're awesome, man. What a team for you to cover this year for SI. Don't forget um, to check out how you can get all of his stuff. Howard, throw it out your website, please. Allcardinals.com. Very simple way uh, to get there. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter with my updates there and a lot of other stuff going on in the NFL, uh, H at HBalzer, B-A-L-Z-E-R, 721 on Twitter. Hey, real quick, I want to double check. So Bidwell sent his plane to get Ertz. Yes. Great. I love that. Howard, I appreciate it. Thank you, my friend. All right, man. Take care. You got it. Bye. All right. Stay tuned. Keep it right here. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. So Bidwell sent a private plane to go get Zach Ertz's ass and bring him to Arizona. Man. Uh, yeah, um, listen, if you want to take the weekend, that's fine. But we have a private plane 
waiting for you to uh, come to Arizona. We want you here this bad. Dude, that is dope. Putting your ass on some commercial plane. The owner sends his own plane to go get Zach Ertz. Dude, you don't do that for some guy that's just going to be on the practice squad. Yeah, that's it. that is right. Fifty thousand, you bet, man. Wait a minute. Absolutely, yes. To go from Dallas to St. Petersburg, Florida, is twenty five thousand dollars. So to go from Philadelphia to Arizona, that's a fifty thousand dollar flight for sure. Gas prices being what they are, oh my god. Let me go get his ass. A $50,000 plane flight he just took, man. Cocktails, too, are on the house. How you done? Right? Yes, you get to come to Arizona, and uh, my private plane is waiting for you, Zach. I know you were treated like shit on the way out the door, but, hey, here's a private airplane. And By the way, you don't have to take your shoes off if you get on the airplane, nor do you have to wear a mask. You just get on the plane. Cocktails are on us, and how you doing? And when we get off, Kyler Murray and J.J. Watt will be waiting for you. It's like Tony Stark's crew. You know the stewardesses that are on the plane? They end up on a stripper pole by mid-flight. Now, I'm... <laughs> yeah, hey, when I grow up, I want to be, uh, be Tony Stark. I know. Zach Ertz was Tony Stark for, like, a couple hours. What are you saying? No, 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 no. We can't have drinks. Zach, hey, Zach must have went like this. So you mean I don't have to put my galoshes on like I do in Philly every morning when I'm up to my baguettes in snow? Hold on, hold on, right? How long does it take to get the ice off my freaking windshield? Good 20. So I'm freezing my baguettes off, scraping away, which means I'm up an hour and a half before I have to, because you know you got to overdress because you're freezing your ass off. And where am I going? Da 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 da. Da 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 da. <laughs> Holy cow, this guy's in Arizona where. Not only do you play on grass, but you smoke it. How you doing? Yeah. No, dude, the whole thing, Joey. <laughs> hey, Birdman, trust me, man. My daughter gets out of, like, Arizona, man. Big sills, the keys. How you doing? I'll be sword fishing with Jimmy. <laughs> what are we catching today? I don't care. She's six feet and... Great legs. No, 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 no. I'm married and dead. 30 years. It's over. It's over. My wife goes, good luck. Hope it works out well for you. Just bring dinner home. <laughs> yeah, doesn't hurt his wife. J.J. Watt's wife, too, is also a soccer player, right? I think Watt's wife's also a soccer player. Yeah. Man, can you believe they're 6-0, though, Arizona? So Zach Ertz leaves the friendly confines of Lincoln Financial and a quarterback that can't find him the football and goes to Kyler Murray. 
you must be sitting there if you're Zach Ertz going, holy shit, man, I have a shot at another ring. I have a shot at another ring. I could do what, you know, right? I could do what Chris Long did. Get one in Philly, get one in New England. Right? Man. Get myself an opportunity to uh, win a couple Super Bowls, have a hell of a resume. Big Bird says Kyler and him are going to have a hell of a connection. Man, you wait. Hey, Big Bird, look at what Big Bird just said. Zach Ertz in the playoffs, there won't be a linebacker that will cover them. Because Murray will just take off. He'll just take off. Hey, guys, listen. Please do me a favor. Smile, everybody. Make sure you hit the like button before you check out of here. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, Raiders and Eagles this week. Uh, week seven of the National Football League is going to be outstanding. Again, a lot of teams are showing us really who they are. So college football as well. There's really two teams and everybody else. I think after we all look at it, right, and the dust settles, Georgia and Alabama. Don't forget, 4 to 6 Eastern time, go over to the Jacob Media channel. That's where we're housed. You guys will check us out each and every single day. We so appreciate it. Share it a little bit later on. Till tomorrow, 4 to 6 Eastern. See you on the flip side. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.